At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Point Spread Saturday. We have arrived, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl 56, a little more than 24 hours away, the biggest betting game of the year, and we are here to take you through every aspect of it on Point Spread Saturday. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Mark Zinno, and we appreciate you starting your Saturday morning with us here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a jam-packed show for you guys, so much to get to. We'll break down the game from as many angles as possible, look at side total and props, Oh, the props. How many props can we get into? Thousands of them to dive into. Of course, I'll have all of my own picks. We'll be joined by former NFL and college head coach Butch Davis and former front office GM of three different teams, including the New York Giants, Cleveland Browns, and the Baltimore Colts, soon to be Indianapolis Colts. Ernie, of course, he will join us on the show as well. But we've got so much to get to here. I'm really excited to be with you guys here on Super Bowl Saturday as we get set for Super Bowl 56 between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, so let's start at the top from the game itself. What we have seen here recently within the last 24 hours is the line has shifted a little bit back in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals coming down from four and a half to four. A couple of different books out there have it, including the South Point. I've seen it at four on FanDuel and on DraftKings as well. So what is this telling you? Well, a lot of the public is starting to pour back in on the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the early money came in on the Los Angeles Rams, moving this line to four and a half, and it sort of sat there for the past week plus. And we've, and Outsmakers have sort of waited this whole thing out. Now they're starting to see the public come back in on the Cincinnati Bengals moving the line a little bit. I think the last 72 hours, obviously, before kickoff is where you see the most action come in, and there's still plenty of time for bets to be made. I'd be curious to see if there's any buyback on the Rams to push this back to four and a half or the public money just gets to be too much where this comes down to three and a half. Now I got it at four and a half earlier in the week, as soon as it went there and stayed there. And I also put it in a tease. We'll discuss those options later on in the show, but that's where we are as far as the line movement is concerned right now. I do think this will be a very even game. I think this will be a game between two teams where it's back and forth. Um, you know, we've seen the Cincinnati Bengals get down early. We've seen the Cincinnati Bengals be in back and forth fights. So they are a team that's more susceptible, I think, to to trailing bigger than the Rams are just based off of their coaching and the way they're made up. But I would expect this to be a fairly back and forth game. I, if you're looking at, you know, the prop of largest lead, 
I, I don't think you see more than 14 and a half points. I, I would take the under on that. Um, if you're looking at the largest lead of the game being around seven, seven and a half, if there's a, a prop out there for that, I, I don't think that's a bad bet either because if Cincinnati is going to get down, obviously it's going to be early, right? That's kind of been their MO, and we've seen them do that, and maybe it's just they're doing it against the Chiefs and we're being fooled into thinking that's going to happen with everybody else. But still, this is a game between two evenly matched teams, so it wouldn't surprise me if it's close. Why has all the public money been on the Cincinnati Bengals? It's all Joe Burrow, right? And that, that's kind of what the public, he, they've fallen in love with him as a quarterback. Uh, and there's good reason to. This year, Joe Burrow is 12-7. and seven. ATS as a dog. Since he this season, 6-3 and three against the number as a dog, including 5-0 and oh against the spread when getting three points or more, which is what they are getting here in this game. Now, Super Bowl dogs are 13 and six against the spread. And when they're getting three points or more, they're eight and two ATS over their last 10 games. So where does that leave us? Well, the numbers of this game should tell you how it's going to break down and how it's going to play out, right? We talked about this last week, and this is one of the things you can get in our big game betting guide here. Uh, the four key areas, the four key st statistics that you have to measure when figuring out who's going to win a Super Bowl. One of them is Rushing yards. The teams that have rushed for more yards in the Super Bowl are 41 and 14 straight up and 38, 14 and three. That's 73 percent against the number. Last year, the Bucs outrushed the Chiefs. Here we are. So far this year, Cincinnati rushes for 100 yards per game. The Rams rush for 96. Not much of a difference, but it is still an edge that you give to Cincinnati. Passing yards in team teams that have averaged more passing yards per attempt in the NFL title game are 43 and 12 straight up and 37, 15 and three. Again, that's 71% against the number. Uh, right now you're looking at Burrow averaging 8.7 yards per attempt. That's number one in the league. Stafford not far behind him at number three at just under eight yards per attempt. So that's a second key category. The third one, turnovers. This speaks for itself, folks. But the team that has had more turnovers has won the Super Bowl straight up just six times um, and eight times against the spread. That's 836 and eight. That's 18%. It's a very bad number. Obviously, the turnover battle, always critical to winning any game in the NFL. But in the Super Bowl, it stands to reason that much more. Cincinnati has the best turnover differential of any playoff team. Granted, they've played more games, but that also means there's more opportunities for turnovers. So they're at plus five uh, and, and in the playoffs. And the Rams are at zero. So that's where we are right now. Finally, time of possession. Teams that hold the ball more, 40 and 15 straight up, 39, 13 and three. That is 75% against the spread. Cincinnati is number 10 in the league in time of possession this year during the regular season, holding the ball for 30 minutes and 46 seconds. The Rams are number 20, holding the ball for just under half the game at 29 minutes and 55 seconds. Now, when you add all four of these categories together, the team that has held the statistical advantage in three of the four of these categories are 40 and five straight up, 36, eight and one. That's 81% against the number. And teams that win all four categories, 96% ATS, 24, one and one. And they're also 26 and 0 straight up. Now, coincidentally, <laughs> the one time a team swept all four of those categories and didn't win the game was the Patriots Eagles Super Bowl 
uh, from a couple of years back. So you can see how these numbers are going to play a big part in this game. And you should put that into your handicap of what you think about when you're talking about what side to bet of this thing, uh, what side to bet of this game here and, and how you're going to play it out. Because I think you can sort of derive a lot of things about this game. I've said repeatedly from a game script standpoint, you know, I don't know that the Bengals can win an over game. I think it benefits them much greater to play an under game. I think the edges with them incredibly. Uh, the Rams had two over games against the Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they won. They squeaked by uh, in a win over the 49ers in an under game, really that you could argue might not have been a win had uh, Jakari Tart held on to an easy interception. Matt Stafford gave the 49ers a gift that could have changed the outcome of that game. It was not to be, and the Rams hang on in an under contest. I think the Rams have the ability to win an under contest, but I think an over game favors the Rams a lot more than it does the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think the Bengals game script is to try and slow this thing down and try and limit as many possessions for the Rams as possible. Now, remember, you're going to have two first-time quarterbacks in this Super Bowl. How will the coaches react to their first-time quarterbacks being in this game? Clearly, Matt Stafford is a much more veteran quarterback than Joe Burrow, but still, there will be a lot of nerves for both of these quarterbacks, especially Matt Stafford, who has a ton more pressure to win this game. Joe Burrow has reached the Super Bowl for the first time in year two. Matt Stafford is in year 12 or 13 at this point, and he's getting in his first Super Bowl. He knows he might not get another crack at this anytime soon, so... Uh, there's going to be a lot more pressure on Stafford to play well and carry his team. Uh, and again, with all the public and Joe, Joe Burrow becoming a darling of, of the NFL right now with his cool shades and everything else and, and all the momentum and swagger that he's got behind him, um, it, it stands to reason that everybody believes that Joe Burrow doesn't have as much pressure on him because he'll probably be back here, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of what everybody is thinking at this point in time. That said, again, I wonder how the coaches will play um, this whole thing. We'll get to a kind of a first half bet here coming up a little bit when we talk about the total, but still, this is a situation where generally you would think that both of these coaches would come out conservatively, allow their quarterbacks to get their legs underneath and complete some short passes, start to get into a little bit of rhythm before they start to open up these very expanse playbooks with a lot of different tricks in their bag because they have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball for both these teams. So uh, I think the other thing that these coaches will weigh out from a game script standpoint is if I get aggressive early and I get burned and it causes a turnover, I'm going to put my team behind the eight ball. And, and coaches in these big spots typically don't want to make the first mistake, right? Um, I do think there is a little bit of counterculture, especially with Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, two guys who generally, you know, uh, you know, two guys who generally like to be aggressive. So um, I, I think both of these coaches may be a little bit counter and say, look, everyone thinks we're going to be conservative. Watch. We're going to be super aggressive early on. Now, speaking of super aggressive, um, there have been some super aggressive betters putting large amounts of sums on this game. And one of the reasons why the public continues to pour in on, or at least the money continues to pour in on the Cincinnati Bengals is because of guys like Mattress Mack. Mattress Mack, you know, the Houston billionaire who's, uh, who owns a furniture store. Well, he was on with Stormy Bonantoni and my guys in the desert and talked about the $5 million wager he put on the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I sent Paul, one of our uh, hardworking internet guys there the day before to scout the location. He assured me they had Wi-Fi, and we got there. And, of course, me being a klutz couldn't hook it up. My, Paul got it all hooked up, and it was a, a we were filming it right outside the men's room. And 
Thank goodness nobody was in there flushing the toilet while we were filming it. You never knew that where $5 million bet would take you. Uh, I, I, I've done worse things in the can than wager $5 million, so good for Mattress Mac and good luck to him. All right, uh, we come back. I want to get into the total, and we'll also start to look at some of the props for Super Bowl 56. Right now, VEASAN is in the middle of 56 straight hours of free coverage on VEASAN.com. Coming up tomorrow, we have every angle and analysis of the big game covered for you, starting with point spread Saturday, then the Lombardi line, followed by an exclusive one-on-one -on -one with Brent Musburger and legendary sports better Billy Walters. This is our exclusive one-hour interview only on VEASAN. Then we have you covered... We have to kick off with our pregame coverage. During the game, we'll have our betcast. We'll tell you with props cash from the game, as well as helping make the in-game bets. Beeson, the sports betting network is completely free all weekend at Beeson.com. Back with more Point Spread Saturday right here on Beeson, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Join the playoffs action with Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight-part contest series and compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut, it's Supercuts. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno as we get set for the big game, Super Bowl 56, coming up tomorrow evening. Again, we are right in that window. It is the kind of pinnacle and obviously the culmination of the football season. So, so much still to get to here. Again, we'll be joined by Butch Davis next hour and Ernie Accorsi. We'll get some more sort of angles of the game to break down from those guys. We're going to get into props here coming up as well, including matching props later on in the show. So, there's so much to do. Again, thank you for spending your Saturday with us here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Before we get into some of the props, I do want to just dive into the total real quick of where we are. Now, this total arrived at about 50, um, some cases even 51, and wise guys quickly bet this thing down, and books have settled in at 48 and a half, and it's kind of been even money on both sides for that number. But we do have a kind of a classic reverse line situation here because – more of the tickets are sitting on the over at 53%, yet the line has been dropped down to 48 and a half. And so 
that usually signals that something kind of quirky is going on and that the right side is the opposite of or is in favor of the line movement. In, in this case, it's the under, not where the public is necessarily sitting. Now, unders are eight and four so far this postseason. And three of those overs actually came on wild card weekend, if you remember. That's where the big totals were uh, in some of these games. Obviously, the, the uh, uh, Buccaneers Rams was the other was the other over that came in. So unders are eight and four. Um, both of these teams are in the bottom of the league when it comes to plays per game. Now, a lot of people have looked at the first half under as for what I mentioned last segment, you talk about the conservative nature of the way the game starts and how teams sort of check each other a little bit and nobody wants to make an early mistake. So they're afraid to be aggressive. And it speaks to the fact that the number for the first half is 23 and a half. When you have a total for the game, of 48 and a half. Typically that number would be at 24, if not 24 and a half, which is probably more likely. But because everybody sort of realizes that you're losing a point of value uh, in the first half under. Now, again, I still like the first half under in this game, um, but I don't like it as much as I would at 24. And I think the 24s or 24 and a half are not going to resurface again, unless there is enough money on the Bengals, which again, as much as I don't think the Bengals can win an over game, if more money comes back in on the Bengals, I do think it helps push the total a little more in the direction of Cincinnati, although those two aren't necessarily correlated. But still, I would tend to think the public, again, backing Joe Burrow as the quarterback. And when you start to look at quarterbacks, and we'll do that with the props here coming up in a minute, you start to think about scoring immediately and their ability to, to throw touchdowns. So there is some sort of tie in there. But I, again, part of me, is curious to see how these coaches will open up. I think there will be a sense of they try to be the smartest guy in the room sort of mentality where everyone thinks we're going to be conservative, so we're going to try to be super aggressive. But I think both these quarterbacks and both these teams are very mistake-prone in that aspect. Hence why during the year, the Bengals' turnover differential was zero during the regular season, okay? And the Rams was only plus two because both of these quarterbacks have a tendency to make mistakes, um, and that's that's to be expected, especially Matt Stafford. He's avoided sort of that interception bugaboo that bit him during the latter half of the regular season. Uh, again, you go back to the Jakari Tart interception. That's the kind of play that Matt Stafford has been prone to his entire career uh, and why he struggled at certain spots in his career. So I think the aggressiveness will lead to turnovers. Uh, and while they're not predictive, still – that aggressive nature, I think, will come back to bite both of these teams and limit scoring in the first half. So I don't think the first half under, even at 23 and a half, is a terrible bet. It's not something I would put a full unit on. It's probably just a half unit play for me because of the nature of what we're seeing and losing some value at 48 and a half for the total. But it's something worth watching as we get closer to kickoff if that total is going to move. All right, we mentioned the quarterbacks. Uh, and obviously, everything is going to be focused around them. And we'll take a look at the quarterback props here for both of these guys. And we'll start with Matthew Stafford because Stafford is on a team right now that is incredibly star heavy. And it's something that he spoke about earlier this week. As far as a superstar heavy team, um, you know, I think that's kind of what the outside world probably thinks of us. Um, you know, but for us, we just come into work every single day. Uh, you know, we've got a nothing but guys that want to come in here and work hard um, from the top down. You know, Aaron Donald sets the tone. I mean, that guy's an unbelievable worker, um, and his ability to push and drive our defense is second to none. Jalen Ramsey is the same. Um, you know, Von Miller has come in and, and just fit right in. Um, and on the offensive side of the ball, it's the same way. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the outside world looks as there's a star-laden team. Then he named every All-Pro that's ever been on, on the roster. Yes, this is a star-laden team, Matt Stafford. It's okay to say it. Uh, that's what the Rams built. That's what. That's why you're here. You were the last star to complement uh, all of these other players that they put in there, and even they added more after the fact, including Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. So, it is a star-laden team. Hence why they're the favorite. Hence why the Rams are uh, the team that, from the beginning of the year, people thought would be in this spot. Um, and so, yes, when you have a star-laden team, your star-laden quarterback is expected to produce along with those players. Take a look at some of the props for Matt Stafford. As you see there, his total for passing yards, 279. I, I, it's a big number. Um, you know, we haven't seen a ton of quarterbacks throw for 350 yards in Super Bowls as of late. I mean, even last year, Patrick Mahomes was just shut down. Brady didn't get to 300 last year, if I recall correctly. Um, so, you know, this is a spot here where I feel like that number's a little high. As you can see, both of those juiced at minus 115. I would lean on the under in this spot. If Stafford has over 300 yards, one of two things has happened. Either the Rams are blowing the Cincinnati Bengals out or uh, the Rams are getting blown out and Stafford's playing complete catch up. Like, and, and again, I don't see the game script going that way. I think these two teams are fairly evenly matched passing TDs over one and a half. You can see why it's so juiced to the under so heavily at minus 225. This should be a number. He easily clears. It's hard for you to, to wager that kind of juice. Uh, it's just, it's not a good value bet at all, but yeah, um, I think if you can find it over two and a half at a lower juice, it's probably a smarter play because I, I don't know that the Rams will run a whole lot inside the five yard line, given what they have. Um, and you even talk about the tight end situation for them. I mean, obviously Cooper cup and Odell Beckham jr. Who's a great red zone target. So I would look for a passing TDs over two and a half before I would lay minus two twenty five on one and a half, the interception. It's a great pick. I mean, it just is. Um, to, to bet that Matt Stafford will throw an interception, take the over. Um, I, I know it's juiced to 140, which, again, is a little heavy, but it, it's it's going to happen. Um, if there's a guy who's going to throw a pick in this game, it's probably going to be Stafford. His rushing yards at four and a half, I think it's a very, very low number. Uh, easily he could get it. Here's the one concern for the limited number of times that Stafford is going to take off. If they're in a situation where they're kneeling down at the end, uh, yeah, you could end up with a guy at seven yards taking two kneel downs and end up at four. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. So there is a little bit of risk there. Passing attempts at 35 and a half, uh, completions at 24 and a half, and as long as completion of 39 yards, that seems like a good play to take the over on just simply because they're going to take shots down the field. Um, and and with Odell and with and Cooper Cup, I mean, it's one of those things where Cooper Cup could catch a, a, a 10-yard slant and run for another 30. I mean, that's it's it's that simple. He's that talented of a guy at this point and the way they use him in the offense. So I think that that is also a, a very good play, especially with the over sitting there at minus 110. It's good value to try to take the over on that. Let's flip the script here and talk a little bit about Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. Uh, and this is a young man who, again, walked into Arrowhead, one of the loudest places to play, and goes, eh, I've been to louder stadiums. So clearly he's got an air of confidence about him and isn't scared by this moment. He talked about, Joe Burrow talked about his confidence earlier this week. You know, I've kind of always been a confident player. You know, more so now than I probably ever have been before um, because I have feel like I've proven to myself that I can play at a high level at this, at this level of football. You know, I think as a quarterback, it's really important to exude that confidence, not only in yourself, but in all of your teammates. 
And so Burrow, clearly, again, just a very sort of unassuming young man in front of a camera. Um, but clearly, obviously, he has the, the respect and, and, you know, the support of all of his teammates by the way he plays. And he certainly has shown that uh, most notably in the, in the comeback victory over Kansas City. Uh, I told you last week, and it's the one bet I locked in last that is early on Joe Burrow over 11 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think it is a, an absolute great bet. He's going to take off because there's going to be guys in the backfield all day long for him with this offensive line. His passing yards at 272 and a half uh, and obviously passing touchdowns one and a half at minus 160. Much better value there at minus 160 for Joe Burrow. Um, the 272, again, I would take the under. I, I just if, if he gets over 300 yards, either blowing the Rams out or something has gone horribly wrong. Longest completion at 38 and a half yards. That's minus 120. Also not another bad bet for Burrow. All right, when we come back, more props to get into from the rushing, from the rushers and the receivers, including match play props. That is all coming up next here on Point Spread Saturday. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Beast, the Sports Betting Network. Spread Saturday on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Saturday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, Available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find, F-I-N-D. This product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. There you go. So, hey, Zinn and Zinno together here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. So much to get to next hour, including Butch Davis, former NFL and college head coach, joining us at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, we'll discuss the game with him and Ernie Acorsi. Uh, coming up around 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific as we get you set for Super Bowl 56. Um, we have more props to get into here, and I want to attack some of the rushing and receiving props in this game. Uh, as well, we'll look at some match play props coming up here in just a few moments. When you look at the rushing yards for this game, uh, and, and this is incredibly interesting to me because uh, Cam Akers' rushing yards prop uh, has has moved and uh, it's at 64 and a half. I like the under here. I don't think he's going to be used the way he's not going to be used enough to be able to hit this number. That's the biggest issue that I have um, between Sony Michelle. And there are even rumors now that Daryl Henderson might somehow get back in the mix. But, you know, you've seen Sean McVay run the ball with Cooper Cup. You've seen him run it with Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, he has a plethora of, of options at his disposal when it comes to rushing the ball. And Cincinnati's run defense isn't all that bad. Uh, it gives up just 96 yards per game on the ground. And so this is a team that, uh, you know, Sean McVay will try to run, but it's not a team that that really 
bases the running game off of anything else. They're, they're a very pass centric offense. Um, and it's what that, that it's what uh, Sean McVay has always been as a head coach, even as a play caller. So I like the under for cam Akers. the Joe Mixon one. I just can't touch because I don't have enough faith in Zach Taylor to be able to give him the requisite carry uh, requisite carries that he needs to hit this number. This number should go over. If they, if Joe Mixon goes over and the Bengals lose, I will be scratching my head wondering what happened, how, and why. Because again, you go back to what we talked about at the top of the show about time of possession and rushing yards being two of the key statistics when it comes to winning Super Bowls straight up and even against the number. The game plan for the Bengals should be to try and run as much as possible to try and slow the pace of this game down, to keep that Rams offense off the field. And I get it. It's hard to run into Aaron Donald and, and that Rams front because it is very good. But it's not as good as it was last year to statistically. So it's not like you can't have success against this Rams team and being able to run the football. But you got to at least commit to it philosophically to be able to run the ball and keep the Rams defense honest, especially if you hope to get Jamar Chase open, to get T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama, all these guys that are that are running through the secondary, be able to give them uh, some options and opportunities to find holes uh, within the secondary. So the game plan should be for Joe Mixon to go over. I just don't trust Zach Taylor enough to do it. I, I think that's a major problem. As I said, I've been on Joe Burrow over 11 and a half yards. Uh, it was the one bet I made early on. I think it's a gift for as much as the Rams defense will be in this backfield. Burrow learned last game against Kansas city that guess what? Hey, I can take off, get my team a first down on third down uh, and, and keep, you know, drives alive. Uh, I think he'll do it again. Uh, I don't think he's going to have time to be able to sit back there and throw the ball. Um, and so uh, the, this 11, 11 and a half yards, he should clear easily. It was five and a half last week against Kansas city. And obviously he got above that, but again, it's really hard to uh, move that number up into the twenties. I thought it would have been higher in the teens and 14, 15, 16 range, which might've scared me off a little bit, but I think at 11 and a half, it's a pure gift um, from, from odds makers. Um, and Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj P. Ryan's going to get used. His rushing yards is only two and a half. It's not bad to take a flyer on it, especially at 110, because guess what? Uh, Zach Taylor, for some reason, loves Samaj P. Ryan, and I can't figure out why. Uh, let's look at some receiving props here. And look, I, I think I'm going to absolutely uh, just stick with what works in this spot here. I can't touch Cooper Cup. The number's just too high. It doesn't make any sense from receptions or a uh, or a, a yardage position, right? Like it, it, you can't bet the under on him. You can't ever bet the under, but betting the over just doesn't provide you with a ton of value. I am going to take Jamar Chase's receptions at five and a half. They'll force him the ball. I don't like going over on the yardage prop because I think the Rams will do exactly what the Chiefs did. Hey, we'll let you catch the ball. We're just not going to let you run after because that's really where he's going to get beat. They don't mind giving that seven-yard out route um, and pushing him out of bounds and making it easy and sort of controlling the damage that he can do. But I do think they'll force the ball to him. Burrow is smart to do that because he's the best weapon on the offense. So I think he'll go over the five-and-a-half receptions, but I'm not going to touch his yardage prop, which is at 79-and-a-half, which I think is accurate. That's where it should be. It should be in the high 70s, if not low 80s. Um, and I don't think anybody would be wrong for – for taking the over there, 
because he, if he gets six receptions, he should be over that. But it's just um, there's not a lot of value in it, and you certainly can't bet the under with a guy like Jamar Chase. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm going to back him again. I'm going to back his receptions over five and a half and his yards at 63 and a half. We saw this reception prop move from three and a half against the Buccaneers to four and a half against the Niners. It is now at five and a half. Sixty percent of the receptions that Odell has caught this postseason have been for first downs. He's clearly become a target for Matt Stafford. Uh, in in high leverage situations, he's got the best hands of anybody on the field. And so he can be trusted in tight spots to go up and get a ball or have to reach back for a ball wherever Matt Stafford's going to put it. You know, that old catch radius argument. Guess what? It's going to be a, a, a situation where Odell is going to get the targets he needs to get over five and a half. And uh, look, I, I like Odell's longest reception prop as well. I mean, this is a guy right here that clearly has the speed to be able to break one. But. Um, and, and it's not a bad bet either for Odell to score the first touchdown of the game. I think it's plus 700. I mean, this is a guy that I think they'll look to early and often. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where you get Odell involved early and often. Guess what? He's more of an effective player throughout the game. And I think the Rams realize that and they know it in the last two games. They've done it. They've fed him the ball early on easy routes and got him into the game. And that keeps Odell engaged in the game. You saw what happened in Cleveland when Odell isn't getting the ball early. He just starts, you know. I don't want to say quitting on routes, but it's just that there, there's not as much engagement from him um, and enthusiasm from him throughout the rest of the game. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Odell until, until it goes wrong for me as far as props are concerned. Okay, uh, a couple other names here to look at. Just I'll give you the T. Higgins is over five and a half and 68 and a half yards. Uh, I don't like it. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. It's just uh, it's, for him to get six receptions means that Jamar Chase likely isn't getting six receptions just feels like that's a lot to spread the ball. And especially when you, again, you have other guys like Tyler Boyd, who's at three and a half and CJ Ozama also in this game, Van Jefferson, a lot of people like the Van Jefferson props because he's a guy that when you're focusing on Cooper cup and Odell, uh, he's the third target that all of a sudden everybody seems to forget about. Uh, he's also obviously a speedy guy who can get down the field. He's only at 30 and a half uh, yards and two and a half receptions. So, if you like the value there, I don't hate that at all either. Uh, Joe Mixon at three and a half receptions. That's not a bad over, but it's juiced to minus 135. Uh, so that is very much a uh, uh, you're paying a premium price for that. And he should get that, uh, you know, and, and if he does his combined reception and or, or receiving and rushing yards prop, which is at 92 and a half should come over again. I'll go back to a game script thing. If Joe Mixon does not have combined rushing and receiving. I think the Rams are failing. I mean, the Bengals are failing terribly from a play calling standpoint. All right, a couple of quick uh, match play bets. Uh, first, let's hear from Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, on facing Aaron Donald in this Rams defense. Well, he's certainly one of the greatest players we've ever played against, and and you watch other teams' plans for him, and and you can have great plans. He's he's a, a real problem, and some of that you got to really focus on. And um, so you, you know, you spend time and energy talking about Aaron Donald, and then. You got these other elite players that are surrounding him as well. So I think they've done a great job building that team, putting pressure on opposing teams' offenses. They got a great offense themselves. They got great specialists as well. Well, it is going to be a tough challenge to face the Rams defense, to say the least. And I'll get into a sack prop I like coming up here in the next segment. But a couple of match uh, match play props that are worth looking at. Um, the one that jumped out to me, and I was talking with our producer, Matt Neverd about it, screamed when I heard what this number was. First to reach 20-plus receiving yards. T. Higgins, minus 125. Odell Beckham, plus 105. If the Rams win the toss, this is going to hit. Uh, I, I would be surprised if it doesn't. Um, this is a spot here. I mean, it's, it's tough for me to believe that 
the Bengals would get the ball to T. Higgins earlier and more often than they would Jamar Chase. Uh, I just think when you're getting Odell Beckham Jr. plus money here, that's the way to go when you take Odell versus T. Higgins. Uh, longest reception, Cooper Cup minus 130, Jamar Chase even money. Not bad to get Jamar Chase at even money. First running back to reach 20 yards, Joe Mixon minus 200, Cam Akers plus 160. Akers at plus 160 might not be bad in that spot either. All right, we got more match play bets, more props to get to when we come back. Still plenty left to do here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinner. Appreciate you starting your Super Bowl Saturday with us here on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. More to come. Stay with us. Right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl, wondering about how to hedge, or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? The VEASAN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions to VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl, and it could be answered by one of our experts on air. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. Appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us. We'll talk to Butch Davis, former uh, NFL and NCAA head coach, uh, coming up here right at the top of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, if you don't remember Butch Davis, he was the last coach prior to Kevin Stefanski to take the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. So uh, clearly uh, no, no small task in getting the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. All right. Uh, so we'll talk to him coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes back to some of the more of these match play props. And we're going to get into some uh, props that are 85% or better in the last 20 years. These are uh, props with exceptional ratings. We'll get to that coming up here. Uh, before the end of this segment, I did want to take a look at some more of these match props because these are kind of fun. Um, and, you know, these are the kind of props that regardless if the game is out of hand uh, and the game itself isn't interesting, there's always a rooting interest uh, on both sides of it. Uh, so we talked about some of the receiving props again, T Higgins minus 125 Odell Beckham Jr. Plus 105, the first to 20 receiving yards Cooper cup versus Jamar chase. The first to 20 receiving yards cup at minus 165 chase at plus 125. Both of these guys really can get that in one catch. 
Um, and some of these things, you know, obviously it favors getting the toss first. So, you, you know, there's a little bit of chance and luck that you need to make sure that you're on the right side of that whole deal uh, as far as getting the ball first. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's some risk involved from that standpoint. But again, I, the plus money person to me in these spots is always the better value. Um, and especially with Cooper Cup at minus 165, I can't lay that kind of juice um, for a 20-yard prop. Again, he could catch 18 yards and get tackled, and then, you know, in the next two drives, not catch a single ball. So the, the value isn't there, and the juice isn't there. I'm sorry, the juice is there. It's just too much for me to uh, to lay on it. But, I, again, with Cooper, everything is going to be heavily juiced, and there's no reason for it not to be. And you're not wrong for betting it. It just doesn't provide much value for me. Um, most receptions. Cooper Cup's at minus 300, Jamar Chase at plus 225. How do you not take Chase in that spot? Again, Cup's going to get his. That doesn't mean that Chase won't get his. I, I think Chase over five and a half is a very good bet as far as just a straight prop is concerned, not necessarily a match play. But would it surprise anybody if, if Chase had more receptions than Cooper Cup? No. I mean, would that mean it's like eight to seven? Sure, probably. But it's 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 those kind of uh, uh, matchups that uh, while you're getting plus 225 on Jamar Chase – Again, Odell Beckham Jr. is getting plus 120 versus T. Higgins. I would I would lay it on Odell at plus money against T. Higgins every day, all day. He's just too much part of what the Rams are doing offensively. Um, we talked about first running back to reach 20 yards. Joe Mixon versus Cam Akers. First running back to reach 30 yards. Both of these guys are minus 110. That's a spot where I could get to Joe Mixon at minus 110 to get the 30 yards first. Again, he's going to get more carries. Uh, and, and if Zach Taylor is smart, he should get them early on. Most kicking points, Evan McPherson, minus 110. Same for Matt Gay of the Rams. I don't really love kicking props. Um, there's just, there's there's so much an element of chance, unless there is a specific sort of uh, reason to back a certain kicker. And, and I will say with Evan McPherson, there is Zach Taylor kicks way too many field goals uh, instead of going for it. You know, and again, I'm not the whole analytics guy the whole way. Like you have to do analytics every single time. But I will say that uh, Zach Taylor is more prone to settle for three than a lot of other coaches are. So would it be bad when it's, you know, minus 110, your standard juice to to go lay it with McPherson? No, I don't think it's a terrible bet. It's just not something that I'm always comfortable doing. Um, you talk about pass attempts, both Stafford and Burrow, minus 110. And a lot of that could be really, uh, you know, who is trailing is going to get more attempts. I, I still think Stafford probably has more attempts. If Burrow has more attempts, it's because the Bengals have been trailing for a better part of the game and they're playing catch up. I mean, it's, 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 it's the only game script I can see. I, I think a blowout by the Rams doesn't surprise anybody. A blowout by the Bengals surprises a lot of people. People who are betting on the Rams plus four and a half are thinking that probably, I'm sorry, who are betting on the Bengals rather plus four and a half are thinking that, yeah, the Bengals could win, but they're not blowing anybody out. Or the Bengals can cover and the Rams can still win. I don't think the game script of the Bengals winning this thing 31 to 13 sort of enters into anyone's mind because it just doesn't seem like uh, one of the more plausible outcomes that are out there. So uh, it's very much a... A, uh, a situation where uh, people who are back in the Bengals are doing so because they, they believe it's going to be a close game. And as it relates to, again, to passing attempts, uh, if Burrow is throwing more than Stafford, my guess is it's because the Bengals have been trailing for a better part of the game, particularly in the second half or having to play catch up. Okay. Um, let's get into some props with exceptional ratings. Now, these are props here that have, hit at least 85% over the last 20 years. 
Um, and these are from Matt Devine of Point Spread Weekly. And this is why you guys need to get our big game betting guide and get Point Spread Weekly subscriptions because this is the kind of information you can only get from our folks here at VEASAN. And it is absolutely worth it. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe uh, and you can get all this information each week. Point Spread Weekly is one of the best publications out there if you're an avid better and a routine better on all sports. But let's look at props with highly exceptional ratings. Again, 85% or better over the last 20 years. Will the opening kickoff result in a touchback? No. Um, and this one, this is this prop has sort of been the cat that's finally been let out of the bag um, as far as where we are. Last year, I bet this prop, and it was no, and I got it at plus 275. Um, and that was amazing value. And, and it, it, it is a prop that doesn't happen for a specific reason. And you have to go back to Pat McAfee, the former Colts punter and kickoff specialist who told this story a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and this is why this has happened. There's been no touchback 18 of the last 20 years. There's a special game ball, and you see them present it. It'll be on TV, and they're holding up this game ball that has the logo on it and the commissioner's signature, and it's got the team team logos on it, the Super Bowl logo and all this stuff. They snap photos of it, and they hand it to the kicker, and it gets placed on the tee, and it gets kicked off. Pat McAfee told us that that ball was so overinflated because it was supposed to be you know, looking good for TV that when he kicked off, it felt like he was kicking a brick, and he thought he broke his foot. Um, and so it's not one of those balls that has a lot of give in it. Kickers like the ball to have a little bit of give. So when they put their foot into it, it doesn't feel like they're kicking a brick wall. Well, when it's that hard, it doesn't travel as far. And that's why the ball stopped, stopped short of the end zone. And there were so many runbacks on the opening kickoff is because of that reason. So that cat's been kind of let out of the bag. And this number now is no, it's like even at minus money, it's not even plus money anymore because so many people have caught on to what this is um, that you lost all the value on it. But again, you win a bet. You're not going to be wrong. If you're telling something that's happened 18 in the last 20 times, it's probably not a bad trend to follow. So opening kickoff resulting in a touchback. No, 90% of the time. Well, the team that scores last win the game. Yes. That is cashed 18 of the last 20 times again at 90%. Will there be overtime? No. <laughs> 95%, 19 in the last 20. Of course, the only Super Bowl game to ever go to overtime was the Patriots and Falcons uh, back in Super Bowl 51. Will any quarterback have at least 400 passing yards? No. That is cashed 18 of the last 20 times. That is also at 90%. Uh, again, I... I you, you, one of the, the the one time it went over again was Patriots Eagles when Brady threw for I think the Super Bowl record 500 yards, um, but you have to have that level of quarterback. Neither one of these quarterbacks should throw for 400 yards. Again, something has gone horribly wrong if either of these quarterbacks throw for 400 yards. Um, and if Matt Stafford does it, uh, the Rams are just absolutely destroying the Cincinnati Bengals in embarrassing fashion. So uh, no to a quarterback throwing for 400 yards, 90% over the last 20 years. Will there be a lead change in the final minute of the fourth quarter? Uh, this is cash 17 of the last 20 years. That's 85%. No, there will not be a lead change in the final minute of the fourth quarter. Um, and so, again, that's another one where you can look at specific Super Bowls over the last 20 years and you know exactly why it happened in the game situation, in the game script. You know, um, if this thing uh, does that, you're looking at one of the more exciting Super Bowls that we've ever seen. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but not, not another bad bet. Here are three undefeated props in the last 20 years. Will the longest field goal be more than 54 and a half yards? No. Most coaches, again, conservative game script, won't attempt that because you're giving the other team great field position if you miss. 
So it's just a low percentage play. Will the game be decided by exactly seven points? No. Uh, if you look at the percentages of how games are decided in the NFL, seven is right up there with three as the second most popular. Three and four is the second most popular uh, point differential. And yet it has not landed exactly seven points at all any time in the last 20 years. Will any player have at least 200 receiving yards? That is also a no. It has not happened at all in the last 20 years. All right, coming up next, we will talk with former NFL and NCAA head coach Bush Davis. Again, it took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs before that guy Kevin Stefanski did. A whole lot more to come here. Hour number two on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you joining us here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. 